because this is for the Rasa. This is for the Rasa. Rasa, Rasa. This is for the Rasa. This is Reform Rasa. Martin Velasquez alongside with my brothers. This is Justin. And what up, baby? This is Pastor Rich. And this is Reform Rasa. Wow. You are now in the mix. <laughs> <laughs> That was beautiful. Gracias for tuning in. Don't forget to like us on Facebook, uh, follow us on Instagram, and uh, hit up our social media. Um, we're at reformrasa.gmail.com. With any questions, comments, concerns, or rebukes, you can hit us up right there. Mm-hmm. Uh, gracias for, once again, uh, for tuning in. And before we get started, if you haven't checked out Pastor Vic right here on the Word Con Sazon podcast, his sermon on there, on um, 1 Peter chapter 3. I forgot what No, it was chapter two. It was chap- yeah, chapter two. Chapter two. My bad. It's actually chapter one. Actually, yeah, the <laughs> end of one. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, the end of chapter one. one. Yeah. Man, okay. The last portion. Well, if you haven't checked out that his his sermon, uh, go check it out on the Word Con Sazon podcast. Big things going on over at the at the For Christ y Cultura Network now. Dang, it's network. Growing. Shout out to Jonathan. Shout out to the, Jonathan. And the whole crew yeah. over there. Uh, but yeah, let's get it in. Let's get it in. <laughs> This is Reform Rasa. So, we've been on this little theological trip, right? Justification by faith. Yep. Uh, Justification by faith alone, being adopted by God. And so, we're laying down the groundwork to ask a bigger question in the upcoming episodes. Uh, these these are these these are the roadways. These are the pit stops in order to get to this bigger uh, question that we want to ask. And instead of just asking this question, which we will reveal what question that is, we want to make our point through these little, well, not little, but through these theological steps in order to ask that question. And in light of these doctrines, we'll, we'll be able to answer that question better. And be able to see it through what the scriptures say. Well, I'll say even just more than just the one question. Um, because there are many questions mm-hmm. that a lot of us as believers have. Um, but it's important that as we are going through these doctrines. But more so even just the scripture and what the scripture says. Because um, we're not just taking um, people's word for it. We're not just taking yeah. what, what pastors would say about these subjects. But... More so, we're diving into the word and, and seeing how scripture itself just says it plainly and clearly yeah, amen. Um, regarding such topics. And then as we move forward down this journey, um, theologically, we're able to answer these questions, um, I guess, more simply. Through the eyes of scripture, really. Yeah. So in light of these doctrines, is this a yes or no answer? Mm-hmm. Well, that's yet to come. And what is that question? Is it is yet to be revealed? So hang in there, tune in, because uh, we're going somewhere with this. We're going somewhere with this. So today, so after being justified, we're adopted. And if we're adopted, if we're justified, that means that we are sanctified. We are sanctified in the Lord. And so what does it mean? What does it mean to be sanctified? What does it mean to be holy? What does it mean to be set apart? Uh, what is this process right here? So I just want to... Give the definition of what is sanctification 
from the Westminster Shorter Catechism, question 35. What is sanctification? It says, Sanctification is a work of God's free grace whereby we are renewed in the whole man after the image of God and are enabled more and more to die unto sin and live unto righteousness. So sanctification is really a work of God in the believer. It's really a a pruning process. process. It's really something that God does to the believer. First, it is positional and then it's uh it's progressional progressional yeah good yes yeah so so the holiness is something we have obtained from god as a, as as a position something that we don't inherit and then it's also something we pursue as a believer yes sir yes sir so but what i want to do is i want to take it back how back way back all the way to the beginning on Genesis 17. And I'm just going to uh, skim. I'm going to mention a lot of scripture and I'm going to do a whole lot of reading just so that you can go back and read those scriptures to yourselves. Because, mm-hmm. they, I mean, <laughs> like I said before, man, we'll be here all day if I'm going to read everything. You know what I mean? So we're going to go always, you know, something that we've been doing is going back to Abraham. And you realize that the story of Abraham is very important and very crucial for the Christian faith, for the Christian to understand what who is Abraham, what did he do, and why God uh, chose him, right? So we see in Genesis 17 that God uh, tells um, Abraham that he's going to make a covenant with him. He's going to uh, take him out, out of the land, and he's, well, he already took him out of the land, but he said that through Isaac, He's going to establish a nation. And so he gave them the promise and the sign of the promise was circumcision. Now, you're going to have to bear with me a little bit because I'm, I'm going to take you through a little trip through circumcision. A lot of times when we hear about sanctification in, the, in a New Testament and in a New Testament church uh, kind of way, uh, we don't automatically think about circumcision, right? But it's uh, the sign of circumcision was very important it is very important for the for the believer to understand just God and what he does and why he does things okay so hold on let me take a sip of my water real quick come on man we gotta we could just pause those <laughs> all right Genesis Genesis 17 we see that God gives a sign of circumcision to Abraham so he is to cut the foreskin of his flesh, him and all the males in his household. So that was established. And so they kept that ordinance throughout the years. And so when Moses comes in and, and frees the slaves, uh, the Israelites, and takes them out of Egypt and they're in the wilderness, uh, we see a lot of rebellion. We see a lot of idolatry we see god saying uh, this phrase a lot you stiff-necked people um the time of 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 the wilderness the israelites didn't keep the sign of the covenant covenant which is circumcision so circumcision is meant as a sign of holiness a sign of being set apart because what is what is circumcision is cutting off of the flesh 
And if we take it, if we take that picture into a New Testament setting, we as Christians are to mortify our flesh. We are to cut off our flesh, the evil desires, the the evil wicked things that we want to do, the remnants of the corruption of this body that we still dwell in. Uh, it's a war. We war with our flesh. We war with our bodies. And that's what circumcision is basically uh, in relation to. We are to cut off our flesh in that sense. Man, that's crazy. If you think about it, mm -hmm. when you take it back to Old Testament, only those in the nation of, of, of is Israelites were circumcised. And, and, and from people, you know, who weren't Israelite, they identified you. If, if you were an Israelite, you would be circumcised. Yeah. They would know off the bat if, if, if you were circumcised, you were an Israelite. Yeah. And so to be uncircumcised was a profane thing, was a unholy thing, was a sign of rebellion and uh, breaking of the co God's covenant. Yeah. And so we even see this in um, when David tells Goliath, you uncircumcised Philistine. He's, he's calling him a profane thing. He's calling him something abominable, something wretched, something that is against God. And then we see this in the New Testament where Stephen, he tells that to the Pharisees before he gets stoned. He says, you uncircumcised in heart. Which ones of the prophets of your fathers did you not kill? And, you know, he he's relating to, to the Old Testament prophets that, that their hearts were wicked. Their hearts were in rebellion towards God. And that's the whole point of, of being uncircumcised, that you are a profane thing. So, take back to the wilderness. The ordinance, the sign of circumcision was not kept in the wilderness. Yeah. And we see this in the book of Numbers, chapter 14, verses 32, verses 35, that God is ready to cut his people off. Right before they reached the promised land, all the, all the generation that saw the signs of God in Egypt that were led uh, hmm. out of, they were freed from slavery and they, they were led into the wilderness to the promised land. They didn't keep uh, their side of, of the covenant. So God says, I'm going to cut you off. That's funny because they didn't mm -hmm. cut off the flesh. He was going to cut off exactly. the flesh. Exactly. That's exactly what that means. <laughs> Damn. Those in the flesh. <laughs> no, that, that's on there. And if you do a deeper study on, on what covenant yeah. means, it means to cut. It really does. And so since they didn't cut the foreskins of their flesh, God, God cut them off because they were unholy. Man, you take that to even... Sorry, I, I keep interrupting. No, man. no. But like it's even when Jesus said, "I came not to uh, bring peace, but but to bring a sword, mm -hmm. to divide, to cut." Exactly. exactly. He came to but circumcise. Exactly. No, in the sense that he did. He yeah, came circumcise the heart. Yeah, exactly. And, and then at the same time, when uh, what's it called? How I mentioned, you know, the Israelites were known because they were circumcised. Yeah. And today, the real the mark of a real Christian is known. By the circumcision of their heart. Exactly. And that's exactly where I'm going. So, so uh, all the generation of uh, the slaves of, of Egypt, when they came out of, uh, mm -hmm. of, of Egypt, they all died off. God killed them all off because they were not keeping his sign. And we see in the book of Joshua, chapter 5, verse 2, we see that this is um, the first thing that he did with the, the, the two people, Caleb, and I forgot the dude's name, that actually came out. They were the sons of, only the sons 
of of uh, of the of the people that were enslaved. They're the only ones that made it to the promised land. And they were uncircumcised. So the first thing that Joshua did was to circumcise all the people that that weren't circumcised. He made them holy. He made them keep the covenant. Right? And so then uh, we see God's intention has always been to set a people apart for himself and to do a work in their heart. Now this scripture I am going to read. Uh, Deuteronomy chapter 10, it says, And now Israel, what does the Lord your God require of you but to fear the Lord your God, to walk in all his ways, to love him, to serve the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul, and to keep the commandments and the statutes of the Lord, which I am commanding you today for your good. Behold, to the Lord your God belong heaven and the heaven of heavens, the earth with all that is in it. Yet the Lord set his heart in love on your fathers and chose their offspring after them and you you above all people as you are this day circumcise therefore the foreskin of your heart and be no longer stubborn so God's intention has always been for the circumcision uh, of the heart uh, to do a work in the heart of, of his people he set his love on a certain group of people and on this group of people, he will do a work in the heart because as as we have been talking uh, left to themselves, even Romans chapter three would, would would say this, that that nobody seeks after God. If it was just about a law or something, uh, a sacrifice or a tradition or a ritual, then man would be good. But God looks deeper into the intense intentions of the heart of man and we see this again in deuteronomy chapter 30 verse 6 says and the lord your god will circumcise your heart and the heart of your offspring so that you will love the lord your god with all your heart and with all your soul that you may live man left to himself is unable to keep uh, the law of god but through the work of the spirit through the circumcision of the heart of man Man is able to walk in the statutes of God. He says this. He says this himself in Ezekiel chapter thirty-six, when he says that I will put a new heart in you, and I will cause you to walk in my statutes. Other translations uh, may say that I will make you walk in my statutes. That's the whole point. That God Himself is making us or drawing us to Himself in order to keep His requirements, His laws. Mm-hmm. And um, and Colossians and Colossians chapter two, Ephesians chapter two, we're gonna see Paul saying that you were circumcised not by the not by the uh, the hands of flesh, but you but you were circumcised in Christ. Meaning, you were circumcised, you were set apart, you were cut away from the world, and been brought near to the Lord. And now He is the one doing something in your heart. And we see this even in Jesus' prayer in John 17, when he says, sanctify them by your word. Your word is truth. So, so this is this was even the prayer of Jesus, that his people would be holy, that his people would be set apart, that God himself will do, will do a work in the heart of a believer through his word and through uh, cutting off of the old remnant 
of the corruption of the flesh. Mm-hmm. And even just when uh, how you bring it to New Testament and how bringing circumcision and applying it to today, even though today we don't do that, but then it's funny how um, I think it was Paul addressing Peter because he fell into that again, didn't he? Yeah. With um, the whole circumcision. But uh-huh. it's because he, he he was still holding on to old ways, but it was this new covenant that we've been brought into where it's no longer a circumcision physical, but now it's a, it's a circumcision in, uh, um, internal. Yeah. And he, uh, of the heart. Paul even says it, says it himself, he says, circumcision will avail you nothing. Even... You know, he says that that Abraham was justified by faith before circumcision. So the act itself wasn't the the main point. The main point was it was what God was gonna do in the heart of the believer. And even in First Peter uh, chapter three, verse verse fifteen, where it says, uh, "Sanctify the Lord in your heart." Yeah, that you may be be able to give an answer to those who ask of you. And then. And then when we apply that today, you know, the, you know, as we're, I mean, as we're talking sanct, uh, sanctification, right? This being the episode, um, this portion of circumcising of circumcision is is very important when we get to the root yeah. of sanctifying because this mm-hmm. was the beginning point of it. Mm-hmm. And then when we get to the New Testament, we then um, because circumcision is tied in with holiness. Yep. And then when we come into New Testament, we we are we read scriptures, you know, whether in Romans, um, we read scriptures in Colossians, Ephesians, where where the scriptures now say that we are to be holy, we are set apart. In First Peter, you know, we are his his uh, holy priesthood, his chosen nation. Yeah. And then we're and and so then we also see that scripture where it says, well, the circumcision now doesn't apply anymore, but it has to be of the heart. But it's just like, well, how? Do, so now we're moving past the, this this physical mm-hmm. um, identifier, I guess you would say, of of a, of, a, of a person under God, and now we're moving more to towards the spiritual. How then are we, as a Christian, um, sanctifying ourselves? How can we bring this now moving forward? You know, from circumcision. How then can I, if if it's possible, am I the one that circumcises my heart? Am I the one that sanctifies myself or begins that process? I think this is a... It paints a good picture in Colossians chapter 3. Because uh, it it begins in Colossians chapter 3. It says, if then you have been raised with Christ, seek those things which are are above. Uh, uh, Sanctification... We got to understand that only belongs to the children of God. Yeah, that, that's why we're, we're doing these episodes of justification, adoption and sanctification. Sanctification can only be, become or is only there for the child of God. And uh, Colossians chapter three will give you uh, two perspectives on that. Uh, it's called vivica- viv- vivification and mortification. Mm. So the vivification is uh I mean, the definition of it is to give life to, to animate, or to quicken. It's basically basically uh, uh, setting your mind on things above, and that's that's not like you know. I mean, you hear a lot of today's talk about set your minds and this and that. This ain't no positive thinking stuff. Uh, this is yeah. this is um. 
Because here's the thing about the Bible. If you read the Bible and you get to parts like these about sanctification, what, what you, uh, uh, the things that, that, that the Bible guides of, of the Christian, how he should not live, how he should live. If you don't under, if your heart's not regenerated, if you don't understand justification, if you don't understand adoption, you're just going to be looking at as, as a list. Yeah. As a, okay, yeah. these are mm-hmm. things I have to do to be right with God. Yeah. But once you understand justification that you are made right with God, not of your own works, it's it's because of the finished work of Jesus Christ. And then you go on to adoption and, and, and you know, God just starts regenerating your heart. And these are the things that it, it's, it's, it's a guide. It's not a rule. Um, and then so vivification, you set your minds on things above. You start meditating on the things of God. You start reading the word of God and, and you know, God speaking to you through it. But then the second part is, is mortification, which is means literally, you know, circumcision. Uh, this is means Cutting put off. to death. Yeah. But this yeah. mortification means put to death, mm-hmm. literally put to death because um I mean, Colossians chapter three is going to tell you put put on put on take off the the, the old man. In mm-hmm. other words, take off those those filthy uh, or rags that they yeah, you once had. Take off those dirty clothes and put on the new clothes. Put on the new man that that's that's in righteousness. And so, uh, Colossians is going to tell you uh, uh, very much put to death sexual immorality, put to death evil desires, greed, idolatry. It's going to list all these things, but these are it's it's a guideline to where to where Paul's saying. Um, cut these off put to death um and then god's just sanctifying you through it and then uh, even john chapter 15 talks about that pruning process where, where god's cutting those things off of you yeah yeah mm-hmm. you know as you go as you grow in a believer that's thing that the thing that we have to understand that positional holiness but sanctification is progressional and yeah. so as 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 you're walking with christ god's gonna show you and god's gonna prune you and sometimes that pruning process is gonna hurt yeah, it's, oh, it's yes, gonna it hurt. <laughs> but that's just how real circumcision. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna, it's gonna hurt. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, understanding adoption, God disciplines those He loves. Yeah, Amen. And so, as that pruning process goes, He's cutting you, but He's making you into that new image of God, which is created in Jesus Christ. Yeah, and that's why I think um, for at least you guys listening, if you haven't listened to the previous episodes that we've done justification and. And adoption um, This is this is really just a continuation of that um, yeah. We are justified by Christ We have been adopted by God um, Our adoption And, and the third part that, that only rightly follows Is our sanctification as a believer yeah. um, When we are adopted into the royal family God now sanctifies us to himself it's it's that it's it's all one big um, sweep of reconciling us back to himself because man has fallen away and this is God bringing it bringing bringing his people back to himself again Amen. and in order to do that he has to make us holy positionally we are holy when we were justified um, but the process of sanctification is is us pursuing holiness uh, as you said it's progressional that we are progressing towards that end goal though we may not reach it in this life when the next life comes we will be there glorified as Jesus Christ is Amen. And we will have that um, nature in us already. But um, but until then, you know, here um, we are to pursue holiness. And one of the ways that we can pursue holiness, um, the way I, I, I've, you know, I've in Ephesians chapter five, um, verse 22. Here we see Paul addressing Ephesus. 
and 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 he's talking about obedience walking in love um he's addressing the congregation there and and he's talking about how we can be obedient to the authorities above us as a slave as a servant um as a wife and a husband but 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 something here he gives a little insight for us as as believers as well something that I, I never really noticed until more recently but in ephesians 5 22 he says wives submit to your own your own husbands as to the lord for the husband is the head of the wife even as christ is the head of the church his body and is himself its savior now as the church submits to christ so also wives should submit in everything to their husbands Husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her, that he might sanctify her, having cleansed her by the washing of the word with, yeah, by the washing with the word, so that he might present the church to himself in splendor without spot or wrinkle or any such thing, that Amen. she might be holy and without blemish. Amen. Um, here, man, th- I mean, this is a portion that husbands and 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 wives should should continue to read and 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 grow but here as the church us right us the body we're able to read this and also apply this to ourselves it says that that husbands are to sanctify their wives by by what by having cleansed her by the washing of the water with the word and so here our our insight is shown that as husbands display christ to the church we see that Christ sanctifies us by the word. Amen. And that is one of the big steps. If we are are calling ourselves a Christian, if we are, are proclaiming Christianity, you know, we're, we're saying we're of God, we're a child of God. Um, how then are you going to be sanctified if you're not in your word? I think that's one of my, my biggest like pet peeves or, or cringes is when, when I hear someone um, calling themselves a Christian and they're not in the word. What's wrong with you? <laughs> Pretty much in my yeah, mind, man. I'm just like, <laughs> I'm just thinking that. But 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 um, obviously, I'm I'm not one to you know shout it out and say to them. But I'm just thinking like, man, like we cannot be sanctified if we're not in our word, and that yeah. is one of the biggest things we need to be in our word. Dude, that was Jesus's prayer: sanctify them, yeah, in your word. Man. Thy word is truth. I like uh, Romans uh, chapter 12, verse 2. It says, Do not be conformed to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewal of the mind. And how does your mind get renewed? By the word of God. Mm-hmm. I think uh, I, I yeah. heard this from, from Pastor Benito. In order to be transformed, you got to be informed. Yeah. yeah. By yeah, the word that. of God. Yeah, no, that's true. That's true. Because sanctification is it's more than just a list of what to do or what not to do. What can I do or what can't I do? Um, if you're looking at it just merely out of that perspective, is it okay to listen to this kind of music or is it okay to watch that kind of movie? Should I do this? Um, that's just walking on eggshells. You know what I mean? The, the, the heart of the regenerated person, he hates his sin. He hates the sin that he once used to love and he loves the righteousness that he once used to hate. So it's more of a working of the Holy Spirit in the heart of the believer that is sanctification. We see an advancement, a maturity, uh, going from glory to glory. For, for, and there's a constant war. There's a constant war. When we're in the world, uh, we didn't care about any of the sins that we committed. We didn't care if we were greedy. We didn't care if we were prideful. We didn't care if we did anybody dirty. But now we are convicted of our sin. 
And that conviction kills us. Why? Because our God is has done a work in our heart and we want to please him. We want to. It's a it's it's a heart that is like how we were saying in the yeah. previous episode that's inclined. It's bent towards him. So that's that's the since we are positionally holy and righteous before God and we realize this, we want to please our God and our Father. Yeah. And so we aim to please him because that's what our hearts delight in. That's what we delight in. Um, Psalm chapter one. Um, let me read it. Let me bring it up real quick because it's important right here. It's almost like with siblings when they have like a loving parent, loving father. Um, it's almost like, man, why wouldn't you want to love your your parent? Mm-hmm. When we're looking at each other, it's like, yeah, we're going to do this for dad. We're going to do that and that. And then one of the child just sitting there just like, yeah, okay, you guys go do that. Yeah. I'm just going to stay here, you know, to myself. I was like, no, why, why don't you want to help? Like, this is our father. He loves us. He's done so much. He adopted us. <laughs> Psalm 1 says, blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the yeah. wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers. But his delight is in the law of the Lord. And on his law, he meditates day and night. Mm-hmm. He takes delight in the law of God. He takes delight in the word of God. He takes delight in who God is. And through that delight, that's where, that, that's where our motivation is to, to sanctify, to be holy. It's mm-hmm. because we delight in the Lord. I mean, that, that might even be a foreign concept to some, somebody that's that, that hasn't fully understand these doctrines or isn't even regenerated. Like delighting in the Lord. I mean, I just want to go to church and you know go to a prayer or worship meeting, and I'm good. You know, mm-hmm. it's much deeper than that. We take delight in the Lord, and the even in the in the Westminster, which I forget if it's in the Confession of Faith or not. It's in the first chapter right here. Watch. Uh, Westminster Shorter Catechism again. Uh, first question says, "What is the chief end of man?" Man's chief end is to glorify God and to enjoy him forever. We enjoy God. Like, do, you think, like, do, we, do, do we look at things like that these days? Like we enjoy God. We delight in the Lord, just in who he is, just in his character. When we think about all the things that he's done for us, uh, dealing with our main issue with sin, but all the blessings that come afterwards. Mm-hmm. You know, experiencing God through answered prayer or or through uh, uh, a joy that comes from uh, just obedience or just joining in the Lord in worship. Those are those are the kind of things that that, that keeps the believer uh, almost in step. Not that those are the things that we have to do like as law, but we want to do these things because we delight our hearts are are bent towards God. And we want to do these things. Yeah. So then, I guess, uh, I guess a, a type of curveball question. So then, what can we say then for the believer that does believe in justification? They believe that that they have been justified by Christ. They have been adopted into the family, but they don't see the fruit of sanctification in their lives. What look, can what can how or how can we encourage them look, as a believer? First of all. Uh, a real Christian will produce fruit even if you don't notice it. You, you know, there, there's times where where I'm not noticing any fruit in my life, but then someone comes to me and be like, "Hey, brother, you know, 
I see your fruit. You know, and then that, that encourages me. But one thing I will say, <laughs> uh, I'm just laughing because Flame's new album. <laughs> oh, because uh, <laughs> he makes an argument, just a little sidetrack, real quick. Mm-hmm. And the Flame's new album, Extra Notes, he makes this argument that that uh, a Calvinist, uh, his, his, his assurance is in his good works. But I mean, I, I, I disagree with that. I don't think I don't think that we should look towards our good works for our assurance of salvation. That's I think that's a wrong way to look at it too. And we're just looking to to towards the fruit and making sure that people see our fruit and that's our assurance. Then you're missing the mark. Our assurance comes in Christ, uh, complete and in full work on the cross. We, that's what living by faith is We know that we've been justified And we believe it And and that's the whole process of progressive sanctification Is that God is continually working in you You may not see fruit now But you will see fruit So the things that once tempted you mm-hmm. Are no longer tempting you anymore And you're able to overcome certain things It's a progression I'd say it's just like that. Um, we'll take that concept of how, how Paul said some uh, sow the seed, others water, but God makes the increase. I think you got to keep watering yourself in the Word of God and feeding yourself in the Word of God, and, and God will 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 eventually keep keep working. For for some, it's it's I always say, but for some, it's it's right away, right away. For some, uh, for others, just like Justin asked, what if uh, what if they believe it but they don't see any fruits? You keep watering yourself with the word of god keep showering yourself and i mean how do fruits grow with water yeah it, it's 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 growing it's progressional and as as you renew your mind as you vivify as you uh as you keep getting into god's word and into the presence of god because that's what romans 12, 12 begins with uh it's uh the word of god says that that uh, you will approve what the will of god is is good perfect will in your life so I think it's gonna it's gonna take reading the word of God and and being showered by by and God will, will God will bring the increase. Yeah, God will. Yeah, and it's and it's on His timing as well. And I think something that that's what we fail to recognize. Sometimes we want everything now, yeah. or we hear the testimony of others who were like, for example, like you, Martin. You know, your testimony like within a day, mm-hmm. but overnight. You know, when you called out upon the Lord. You were clean and sober like that. Yeah. Whereas for other people, they had to go through a program, yeah. uh-huh. you know, and it was a process for them. Yeah. To some, he he has given them that 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 freedom, you know, right away, boom, to be able to overcome certain things. And but to others, he allows them to endure through a trial, uh-huh. and you know, for for the purpose, you know, different purposes. Um, but I think one of the things that we need to recognize is that you know our our God. We need to trust in our God that that what he is doing, however he is working it, that it is for the good. And, you know, we see it in scripture that he does work things for the good. We need it. But for those who trust and believe in him. Well, I think that that's it right there. If we say we believe we're going to trust. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. And one of the things, one of the things, too, is sanctification. I, I see it as a, as a twofold thing because sanctification, I see it tied in with endurance. Because as sanctification, the process of, of sanctification yep. is pro- progression, you know, till the day we die, you know, that that's ongoing. 
and and I see it tied with endurance because we're gonna have to endure a lot to see the progression in our life. Yeah. If we're not able to endure certain trials, we're not allowing sanctification to work. And if that's happening, if if we continue in that step, we then have to question ourselves. Well, you know, was I really um, circumcised spiritually? Was I really set apart differently? And then and then we have to go back to the gospel. And that's why it's so important that 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 as we continue in our walks, as we continue in the knowledge of God, that we don't forget the gospel because we don't know. We don't know and, and we don't know about those around us as well. That's why we need to continue and sharing the gospel with each other and going over it and going over it and going over it, not graduating from it. Because at the end of the day, we don't know. God knows. And even for myself, you know, I, I, I thought I was I was good. I thought I was I was um, I thought I was I was good, you know, when I first started going to church. But it wasn't until, you know, a year and a half of of of, of coming to services um, at the church where I go now, where I attend now, Streetlight Church, you know, that I'd say I truly got saved because, you know, I thought I knew it. I thought I had it all. But it wasn't until God showed me, he's like, no, you, you were just playing a game. But until he actually circumcised my heart and showed me the, the filthy righteousness I thought I was, I, was, I was holding up saying it was his, but it wasn't. But then moving forward, one of the things that, that, uh, that really just encourages me is here in Romans 8, verse 12. It says, it says so then, brothers, we are, debtor, we are debtors, not to the flesh, to live according to the flesh. For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the Spirit you put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. For all who are led by the Spirit of God are sons of God. For you did not receive the spirit of slavery to fall back into fear. But you have received the spirit of adoption as sons mm-hmm. by whom we cry abba father the spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of god and if children then heirs heirs of god and fellow heirs with christ provided we suffer with him in order that we may also be glorified with him and i think i, I yeah, use this scripture use that, yeah that's what i was gonna say use that scripture in the previous episode but now it's like giving like a, a deeper meaning yeah because <laughs> when we look you know especially more emphasis on 15 when it says for you did not receive the spirit of slavery to fall back into fear Dang. but you received the spirit of adoption as sons and and you know as a believer this is something we need to hold on to we didn't receive a spirit of slavery to fall back into a, a burden of the law again We've been saved. We've been justified. We have been given the Holy Spirit as a helper. We didn't. We 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 weren't granted all this freedom and grace just to fall back into a type of checklist like Victor mentioned, to where now we're burdening ourselves with the law again. No, we've been given this, the 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 spirit of adoption as a son of God. Mm. We are His children, adopted into the family. Now we have freedom. We have peace and grace. That we could grow so freely without um, without any looming cloud of, of condemnation. We are we have that all that has been blown away, and now we stand so freely under the sun, able to grow. Wow, I think with uh, sanctification uh, comes uh, godliness and maturity. Yeah, and uh, with that. Uh, just how we've been talking about the the pruning process and uh, and trials and temptations, uh, and even for that that person who's saying, I believe, you know, in justification, adoption, and you know, uh, what do you say to that person? You're gonna sometimes you're gonna encounter some some tough some tough days. 
some tough nights where you're just going to feel the conviction of your sin. And it's in those moments where, you know, James just ch- ch- James chapter one just just pops up that like how you're talking about endurance as well. Let it, uh, um, testing of your faith, let endurance have its perfect result. Let it have 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 its way. And if you lack wisdom in any area, the word of God says uh, uh, to ask of God who gives to all to all generously. So so sometimes, you know, in those in those times where we're suffering or, or those times where we're going through our trials and temptations, we, we, we sometimes view that as like, no, this can't be from God. But it's in those moments, in, in those dark nights where, where God's really actually working in you and God's really cutting off that flesh, feeling the conviction and the weight of your sin and that's gonna want to make you grow into into godliness it's, it's, it's gonna it's gonna grow you it's gonna mature you and and you know that like i said sanctification only becomes comes to the children of god and and you know john chapter 15 says in order so you can be more fruitful you have to be pruned in order to 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 bear that fruit to to grow in godliness to grow in holiness to to to, to progress uh, you're gonna encounter those nights where God's just cutting that 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 stuff away, and in that uh, the aftermath is that you're just gonna uh, you're gonna be more fruitful. Yeah. You're, and uh, well, actually, there's 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 um, four things I want to share for anybody who's listening that that you may be going through some tough t- t- tough uh, seasons where God's just really working at you. Uh, four things because uh, Justin, you mentioned Romans chapter eight. Yeah. So this is only uh, for the for the child of God. You have, you have to remember that God loves you with an unconditional love. <laughs> yeah. And that's not, not that's not, not, not that's a cliche. Not, that's not, not a cliche. cliche. Yeah. This is this is for the child of yeah. God. That this is a promise that that, that mm. God loves you in, in in a in in a special way and that that chosen one. And, and you have to remember in those times that there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ. But that's not an excuse for your sin, which brings up brings up a repentance. John, John, First John, chapter, chapter, chapter one, how, how it talks about we have that advocate with the Father. If anyone does sin, and it's in those times where you do sin, the Word of God says to renounce that and confess your sins, knowing that God, God, God is faithful; He is just. But, but in those times, even in sanctification, speaking on sanctification, in those times, you repent, you renounce. It's a daily repentance, bear fruit in keeping with repentance. And that's how sanctify, sanctification is going to keep working at you. And, and also, don't don't forget that you have a gospel about the gospel community, church. Oh, yeah, Don't man. forget the Amen. family of God. Amen. Because it's, it's in those sanctification, those times where where, where three things happen. You, you need encouragement from from your brothers. A sheep cannot grow alone. Yeah. I mean, that's where you're gonna find encouragement, yeah. accountability, discipleship, and it's and it's God. And it's all this is God. God sanctifying you. God. God maturing you. Growing into godliness. And 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 this is this is just very important. Just man, be 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 founded on the Word of God. Mm-hmm. Be founded on the Word of God. Just uh, man, renew renew your mind by the Word of God, man. It's it's really important. I, I think that's really important, like how you mentioned about the church, because sometimes we see uh, kind of skip that one sometimes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. We 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 do overlook the the gathering of God's people. Sometimes mm-hmm. we get caught up in our own life, you know, especially now in, in in today's culture where it's just like everybody's out to get success. Yeah, you know, and and you know, work hard, overtime, do this, do that, and we're filling our lives in our day to day. Hours, our schedules with, with all this work, but at the end of the day, it's all vain. 
And when we when we apply it to the things of God, we we look at it now through a different scope, and it's like, man, like, hold up, I'm trying to chase this type of dream, this success, this ambition, right? But what does that matter to God? And am I doing like <laughs> like how Victor mentioned in that sermon? Go ahead and check it out on uh, the work on Sasson. But how he says that you know we aren't supposed to be adding Christ to our life. Mm-hmm. He's either everything or nothing to us. Dang, bro. Wait, say, say, say that one more time. Say that one more time. Uh, I, hold on. Let me have the man say it himself, the one that said it in, the, in, in his sermon. Jesus is is not an add-on to your life. He's, he's either everything for you or nothing to you. <laughs> yeah, that was dope. That was dope. No, if you saw, if you saw our, our Instagram page, uh, that's exactly the, the quote that, that I put on the story because that, that just hits so deep. How? Because it's true. Jesus is everything or he is nothing to you. It mm-hmm. can't be just a half step or, or just. A, there's no such thing as adding Jesus to your life. That's legalistic. That's, uh, that's unholy. That's, not, that's mm-hmm. not holiness. Really, then you're seeing God as your helper. Your helper, yeah, or just a genie, yeah, yeah, just something that all oh, he. If if Jesus works for me, then I'll take him. Just like if Buddha works for me, then I'll take him too. You know? Yeah, and 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 you know, getting back to the church, like if 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 Christ is everything in our lives, we will then pursue and 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 seek out the things that he loved. He loved this church. And think he about loved this. the body. Think about this. So. In those times of the Old Testament where um, God uh, instilled the law of circumcision mm-hmm. to his people only, the Israelites. So we had this group of people who were circumcised, set apart from the rest of the world. All the rest of the world, always they were always made out to seem, you know, the Gentiles, the uncircumcised mm-hmm. people. But now, since the circumcision of the heart has come, we are now a holy nation, a royal priesthood. Uh, a people that has been circumcised in heart by God himself. People from every tongue, every nation, every creed, every confession, Christian uh, throughout the world, from Japan to Russia to Italy to Canada to Mexico to United States. We can unite as believers in one mind and one accord together because we have one thing in common, and that is Christ. In the world, there is no unity, but in Christ, there is unity in his body. We have a union with Christ and with his people. So why wouldn't we want to spend our days with the people of God who has who has had the same work done in their hearts, mm-hmm. who, has, who has been set apart, who are walking in the same uh, steps as you are, who are seeking uh, the same thing that you are? Christ. That's why it's important to be at church. You know, if you're looking at it just like, like, do I have to go to church? I can do church at home. I can watch a, a John McCarthy YouTube video. <laughs> Joel you know? jo- oh. <laughs> I already have my favorite pa- <laughs> blasphemy. <laughs> I already have my favorite pastor on YouTube. I don't need, I don't yes. need anyone else. Like, no, that guy is not your pastor. No, to the point where there's certain pastors now that that before mm-hmm. they start their sermon on the videos, they say, "Hey, I'm," you know, Matt Chandler does this. He says, "You hey, man, I'm, I'm so thankful, you know, that." That you're you're taking time to watch the sermon, but we are not your pastors. Get plugged into a like a local church. That we see pastors doing that because yep. people are doing that these days. 
And I would encourage you that to examine yourself to see whether you are in the faith. If if you find yourself doing these things that maybe your desire is not to go to church, maybe you've been hurt by the church or whatever it is. Uh, but that's where the people of God are. And uh, as God to reveal himself to you to see whether you are part of his family. See if you have been justified. And, and I think a good evaluation for that is First John. Mm-hmm. First John really drives home the, the line that separates between children and illegitimate children. Those yeah. who follow in the light, those who are following in the dark. Yeah, amen. Amen, brother. Any, um, any last questions that you guys may have that, that, that uh, we can answer for those that are listening? Or like the listeners going to call in right now or... No, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> any hey. predetermined questions you may you may you may see rising about sanctification. Hey, but but a hey, side note, real quick, uh-huh. uh, just to let our listeners know that you can send us a voicemail if you're listening on Anchor or on the Apple uh, Podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, you go to the bottom of the description, and you're gonna see a voicemail at the bottom. You can hit that link and you can actually send us a voicemail and you, and we'll receive it. And if you send us a voicemail, we'll play it and, you know, we'll play your voice on one of our episodes uh, just to encourage you guys. If you guys want to uh, uh, leave us a voice message, it's usually at the dope. end of our episode notes. Yeah, there's a link. Yeah, there's a link at the bottom. Mm-hmm. We've never promoted it, but here we are. Here we are. <laughs> and then also until we have our email, but... Uh, I, I think a good conclusion would, would then to, to tie off this this portion is that Christ he he justifies us he has a, um, God now is able to adopt us into the family because before mm-hmm. we weren't we, you know before we were justified we were um, lawbreakers sinful yeah. unrighteous unregenerate how can a how can our God adopt us without first um, justifying us and, and giving us a new heart that is fixated on him and then um, through the process of sanctification he now um, draws us to himself that now as we as we draw closer to him that 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 all our impurities are being pull, pulled away they're being yeah. pulled off just as mm-hmm. the image shown that you know we throw off our filthy rags we throw off our old clothing you know you can't put new wine in old wineskins yeah and, and so now we're circumcising our not, not not even our flesh but even just our old habits our old ways because now we're being renewed yeah. by his word and that's one of the things that Jesus said in his prayer is that 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 we would be um, sanctified by the truth yeah amen. by the word and, and even as we read in Ephesians you know that that we are washed by the water in the word you know and and you know what the the, the scriptures are are a key are really just the key in everything as us as a believer we need to be in our word we need to be um reading and and careful especially of what we're intaking as well yeah let's read our word and but if we're also watching uh, um preachers sermons and and things like that we need to be careful who we're listening to as well yeah very much because if we're in our word and 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 we're listening to other pastors be a berean go through your word test the things they are saying and if you really are in your word and actually studying and, and, and diving in it, 
you will notice certain pastors say certain things that don't add up, that don't make <laughs> sense. Oh, boy. But if we're not in our word, we won't <laughs> catch those things. And so a lot of what they say is like, oh, amen. Man, this is new, new revelation for me. <laughs> but as I know, we need to be careful what it is we're intaking as well. Yeah. In order to catch a lie or in order to see something that is false or forfeit or uh, I mean, yeah, something that is not true. It's like the banker when he wants to uh, spot a fake hundred dollar bill. He's not going to just study the the fake hundred dollar bill to see what, what it looks like. He's going to be more in the real hundred dollar bill and getting yeah. the details and how that hundred dollar bill looks like so that when the false or the fake comes through, he will be able to distinguish what's real <laughs> and what's fake right away because he's been so much into the truth, the, the true one that when the fake one comes up, he's able to catch it right away. Yeah. And that's how we should be with the word. And that's how, um, uh, how God sanctifies our heart too that we're in the truth we're in the word we're digging into the scriptures and the more that we're into the scriptures the more that we're reading our word the more God does a work in our heart because God speaks God speaks through his word and yeah. it's almost when you read certain passages where you feel the voice of God like talking to you and convicting you but also giving you peace and joy and that builds up your faith just to dig into the word so when situations rise up you'll be able to d distinguish and be like that's not of god <laughs> or that's not true or god doesn't really want me to put my money to help them get a 20 million dollar jet <laughs> <laughs> yeah man i mean if you're looking for earthly blessings only then God's not for you. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, pray, you know what I mean? But yeah, man. And and I think, um, the, you know, this this may be... Um, actually, you know, I'm, I'm going to save this for, for another episode. Oh, all right, all right. Yeah, as, we, as we draw closer into those deeper questions, I think I'm going to wait for this one. <laughs> all right. So we're we're limited see. on time right now. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, any last closing remarks for our listeners? Kill sin or sin will be killing you. Dang. Oh, Who says that? It was uh, John. Jonathan uh, Edwards, yeah. I think. Yeah. I thought it was John Owen. Some John. Some John. <laughs> That's some real stuff, though. You know, put to death the flesh. Do whatever you got to do. And, uh, man, before he gets to you. That's on the real, dude. That's on the real. That Seriously. is on the real, man. Like anybody, any believer who has uh, had a battle or struggle with sin is going to be like, dang. If I would have stopped it earlier, it wouldn't be on this point. You know what I mean? So. Thank you guys for tuning in. So this in. is Reformed Raza. Gracias for tuning in. Uh, don't forget to like us on Facebook. Uh, follow us on Instagram. Leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. If you would be so kind to do so, hit that five-star button. And leave a comment. Leave a comment on Apple Podcasts. See how uh, this uh, little podcast has an edified you in any way shape or form you can even hit us up at reformrasa at gmail.com uh, for any questions comments concerns or rebukes or like i said earlier you can send us a voicemail now 
on the description notes at the bottom of the Apple Podcast or on Anchor Street mm-hmm. on the Anchor app. There's a button right there that says messages. You can hit that button and send us a voicemail, and uh, we'll be we could listen. We could we will feature you in an episode. There you go. If you hey, if you want to be uh, on a podcast and even if it's just an encouraging word, go yeah. ahead or a rebuke, whatever. There eh? you go. These guys are false teachers. <laughs> it is up, man. It is up. We wanted to hear from you. Yeah, so, I think yeah. that's dope. That All right, dope. man. Well, so this is Reformed Rasa. We are checking out. We are here to glorify God through the edification of the saints. Mm. Arato vatos. Later. Peace. Check for Awesome.